Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the August edition of the Universal Freemason Podcast. I am your host, J.T. Asher, and I am happy to have you here today, no matter who you are, what you believe, where you come from. It matters not. All that matters is that you're here to learn about the philosophies of Freemasonry, and we'll go along this path together and and we'll learn together. How's that? <laughs> so um, I wanted to um, say that first, uh, we did not have a July episode uh, because there has been uh, a lot of things going on here uh, in the Asher household. Uh, and I'll just say this. Um, when you have a bad neighbor, uh, someone who is inconsiderate, of uh, your well-being um, and is only considerate about uh, themselves and also gaslights you uh, throughout the neighborhood and turns other people inconsiderate against you as well. Um, it's a hard road to hoe. And uh, I would just say it's quite interesting how somebody can have a three-year construction project going on on their home. Uh, and our houses are really close together in my neighborhood and have absolutely zero consideration of the noise, uh, the blocking of the driveway, uh, just about anything else you can imagine. I mean, they've had uh, equipment next door that has literally shaken our property so hard that it has broken a branch off of a tree in, in my front yard. And when you approach a said neighbor about this and you tell them to please stop shaking the shit out of your property because, you know, you're damaging your my property and, and B, and I have a wife that just is trying to get past, you know, a whole bunch of heart situations. And when their response is not, oh, sorry, or, oh, I didn't know, or, oh, I'll do my best to get this wrapped up quick. Instead, when their response is, well, did you call the cops, and what did they say? Um, then you know that you're dealing with a real uh, prick. <laughs> so, um, so as you go forward in, in your own lives, um, please don't be, uh, you know, that neighbor. Um, it really affects the people around you. So um, I'll just leave it at that. It has been, like I say, it has been a mental and physical nightmare around here because of that. I wanted to make everyone aware as well that uh, I've delved into the annotated version of Morals and Dogma here uh, lately. I bought that for my uh, for a Christmas or Hanukkah present to myself uh, last December, November, December. I happened to find a good deal on a used one on uh, Mercari, and uh, I had always been wanting it, and I've always had the original version of Morals and Dogma. I think I have a copy, the copy that I bought, uh, my very first copy is like uh, copyright 1945. <laughs> I bought it uh, off of eBay a, a long time ago, probably more than 10 years ago. And 
if you've listened to this podcast very long, you'll know how dear Morals and Dogma is to me and how much it means to me and how much it has formed uh, my viewpoint of, of Freemasonry. And as I uh, delved into the annotated version, uh, the introduction was written by Brother Seal. And he was the past uh, uh, grandmaster of the Scottish Rite uh, uh, Southern Jurisdiction. And I always liked Brother Seal's writings. Um, it, when I was uh, taking the Master Craftsman uh, courses, uh, Brother Seal was very involved in his writings to people who were taking that course, even though it was a form letter. But it was always, you know, don't just keep what you know hidden. Uh, share it. Share whatever you know. And it, these are the kind of things that inspired me to uh, create uh, the Universal Freemason Research Society, as well as the podcast and anything that I do in regards to Freemasonry. Um, and he wrote a very good introduction that has kept me inspired here this last few days after I, I read that introduction. And uh, I'll actually read that introduction at next, at next month. In our next episode, I want to cover, I want to kind of backtrack and I want to get back into morals and dogma uh, again. Uh, and I'm going to read his introduction, and I think it's going to ins inspire uh, you all as well, uh, those who have an open mind, to be inspired by that sort of thing. I, I believe it's very inspirational, and I highly recommend uh, find a copy of Morals and Dogma. You can read it for free online at uh, sacredtexts.com. I think it's sacred-texts.com. Uh, you can read it there. You can you can find almost a dozen places to read it. A plug for where I would tell you to go, uh, and this is uh, selfish of me, but uh, go to masonicme.blogspot.com, and you will see in there a study that I uh, was conducting in blog form. I conducted a study of that for several years, and uh, I would post a lot of uh, morals and dogma paragraphs, and then I would interject my own thoughts about what how what that would mean to us in modern day times, and what I thought that uh, Brother Pike was trying to tell us. Uh, so, if you have time and and you can uh, spare some time, and kind of read along that study. I think it'd be very helpful. You can also go to YouTube and look for the Universal Freemason channel. Just do a search for Universal Freemason channel and you will find a, uh, a short video that I did uh, several years ago about how to read morals and dogma. And I think that'd be helpful as, for you as well. And the reason why I'm prepping on this is, like I say, we're going to, starting in the next uh, upcoming episodes 
we're going to go ahead and delve back into Morals and Dogma and Albert Pike, uh, because I do think that it's very important to know where, who, and how uh, these Scottish Rite rituals came about, and who was the, you know, the uh, what the mindset was behind it. Who was Albert Pike? Um, why did he write the rituals? Um, and it's very helpful to know that as you pursue a life uh, and a path into Freemasonry and Masonic ideals. So um, I encourage you to, to go ahead and, uh, and do that. Now, for today's po episode, podcast episode, we're going to delve into something that I have been thinking about for probably since the beginning of this year, so probably about eight months now. And that is, what is the essence of Freemasonry? What is the essence? What is its heartbeat? What is the value of it? Why do people seek a path in Freemasonry? Why do people find it so life-changing? And we will, and I'll give you a hint. It's one word, and it's four syllables. <laughs> and we will talk about what the essence of Freemasonry is, and what that one word is, and what those four syllables are, uh, when we return from a word from our sponsor, Spotify for Podcasters. This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. I will be right back. Okay, and I am back, and once again, welcome back to the Universal Freemason Podcast. Today we're talking about what is the essence of Freemasonry, what is its heartbeat, what makes it go, what makes it tick, what attracts people to it. We'll talk about that in just a second. I want to tell you uh, first, uh, thank you so much for hanging in there with me since March of 2020. We're three years in now. We're several episodes in. Uh, I hope this has been enjoyable for you. Uh, over 21,000 plays in the last three years. Um, very unbelievable. And uh, I remain humbled and I remain inspired by your interest. The essence of Freemasonry, I say, is one word and four syllables. And our ritual words and even words uh, on the, for instance, on the cover of uh, Morals and Dogma itself. Um, we have our, our, our eagle on the front. We have our symbol of Scottish Rite Freemasonry. And what are the words underneath of it? The words underneath of that symbol is Ordo Ab Chao, or translated means order from chaos. And then in some of our ritual words, we talk about where to, where, where we're coming from and where we're going to. What are we seeking also? And we come from the west and we travel towards the east. We, uh, are seeking uh, more light in Freemasonry. We are coming from darkness into light. Uh, 
So what does all of that represent? What that represents is, and here is the essence of Freemasonry, and there's many more, <laughs> but here is the essence of Freemasonry. It is transformation. When we decide or come to the point in the heart where we're going to pursue a Masonic path, we have signaled to the, to the universe that we are ready for our own transformation. And we're ready for our transformation in, in our thought and in our actions. And we are also ready for our transformation of our own worldview. If anything is wrong in our worldview before we decided to follow the path of Freemasonry, then that worldview is also going to change as your thoughts and your actions change as well. Now, notice I didn't use the word change, although transformation and change are pretty much, uh, you can change it out and use the same word, you know, with the same effect. But the thing is with change is when something changes, or let's say that, you know, we're going through life and there, and there was a, someone in your life that you saw that there was a profound change, let's say, in, in their appearance. And you could say, oh, you know, uh, wow, Brother Billy, you really have changed. Your appearance is certainly different than what it used to be. Um, have you been working out? <laughs> you know? Are you doing something different with those three strands of hair that you have? <laughs> so, um, but here's but here's the uh, here's the problem with Freemasonry helping you to change instead of to transform. Um, if you change a certain way, you can always change back. But when we talk about transformation, and you think about, for instance, and I hate to use the old analogy, the bullfrog and and uh, uh, butterfly thing. Um, but I'm going to use it, even though I hate it. But let's use it, because <laughs> it fits pretty well here. Once the bullfrog becomes and transforms into the bullfrog from the tadpole, that bullfrog is never again a tadpole. Once the butterfly transforms from the caterpillar into that butterfly, that butterfly is never again, never, ever again, a caterpillar. There's no going back. And this is the same thing that can be said for a true transformation into Masonic thought. Once you begin to transform into a Freemason, and this doesn't happen overnight, once you begin that transformation, there would never be any, if, and if it's true, there's never ever any going back in your train of thought and what you see in the world. You will never see, for instance, once you capture the essence of Freemasonry and you see, let's say, branches blowing in the wind. And if you've read enough Manly P. Hall and you're down this path where you see that everything is 
connected and everything is controlled by the great architect, you'll never see those branches blowing in the wind as just merely the wind blowing branches. You'll Rather, what you'll see is an effect of, an, an expression of, the great architect himself in nature. That's what you'll see. You'll never see a squirrel jumping from branch to branch ever again. It's just a squirrel jumping from branch to branch. You're going to see that as the playfulness of the great architect on display. Uh, you'll never see the same way your fellow man. You know, it's easy to lose hope. And it's easy to think that things aren't going to change and things aren't ever going to get better. But if you think about it, um, how many centuries have we gone now where there have been the same trains of thought? Where those philosophers always see the hopeless uh, trial of mankind, <laughs> you know. And let me tell you, with this um, thing that we've got going on with the neighbors, uh, it's really easy for me to slink into that myself. I won't lie. But as someone who has transformed themselves through Masonic philosophy and through Masonic thought, I do see that, you know, maybe some seeds that I've thrown out there to help things go in a different direction. I may never live to see that different direction. I might not ever live to see the improvement in society that I'm hoping for. But I have to try and I have to continue to sow those seeds. So the essence of Freemasonry, the very heartbeat of it, what attracts her disciples to her is the opportunity to transform. And we do that through a series of rituals. If you're ready to transform, these rituals will help you. Now, going back to the bullfrog and the butterfly, let's talk about that for a minute more. The candidate shows up for his initiation. The tadpole swims around in the pond, awaiting that day where they're going to transform to a a bullfrog. <laughs> They're going to grow these hind legs first and things are going to get real weird for him. But that tadpole does not become the bullfrog until it is ready for transformation. And this is the same thing with the initiate into Freemasonry. You can show up for your initiation and you can join the lodge and it can all be going great but here's here's the thing and this is something i caution of constantly be aware that until you're ready for that transformation that transformation is not going to happen it's not going to be overnight um one of the symbols that we use in freemasonry is the uh, rough and perfect ashlars and we've talked about this several times on the podcast we see ourselves as the rough ashlar, and we're chiseling away those edges. And as we chisel away those edges, we're transforming that cubicle stone into, or that rough stone from the quarry, we're transforming it into the cubicle stone that will be the cornerstone of the great temple 
or the great architect builds his his house and this the universe is his temple society is the temple and the great architect we're here in service of the great architect to make a more perfect society that cubicle stone that we're working on being once we start chipping away at those rough edges and once we start to become the cube out of the rough rock from the quarry fresh from the quarry once that's transformed guess what it's never ever going to be that rough rock from the quarry ever again it's going to be the cornerstone but you have to be ready for it and how how are we ready for it? how do we know we're ready again i'll say it comes all it comes down to the point in the heart you're traveling around your your along your path of life you don't feel like that it is going to, in the direction that you wish and you come to a point in the heart where something tells you i need to transform the tadpole swimming around all of a sudden says nature tells him he needs to transform he needs to become that bullfrog now he's growing out of his tadpole the caterpillar the same way it count, it's crawling along, eating leaves, <laughs> and that one day nature tells him, he reaches the point in the heart, I need, now need to get into my cocoon, and I need to become that beautiful butterfly. And that's the same with initiates into Freemasonry and people who are interested in traveling a Masonic path. When you are ready to transform and you're truly ready, and you participate in the ritual and you've read um, the copious writings of people like Pike and Manly P. Hall and Albert G. Mackey and oh boy I could name a dozen of them and you've read these people and and you just cannot get enough of the wonderful outlook of life that Freemasonry has to offer uh, then you are ready then you are ready and you also, I will dare say, you'll also feel that you're ready for a spiritual transformation as well. Um, you realize that you don't have all blocks of the truth in your spiritual path. And you're willing and able to uh, at least absorb more spirituality than what you have. Freemasonry will only enhance it. It will never ever tell you to discard your spiritual path, but it will enhance it if you're ready for that transformation. So there we have it for today, and I'll keep this podcast episode, I'll keep this short for today. But think about that. You're ready to transform, you're ready to become uh, a true Freemason and you're ready to serve your fellow man and you're ready to see things in a whole different view you're ready for that transformation and I welcome you with open arms and I tell you welcome to the light welcome to the light and welcome to the path of less ignorance and more gnosis and with that I bid you peace This has been the Universal Freemason Podcast, and I appreciate your time today joining me. Join us uh, next month, uh, September podcast. We will be talking again about Albert Pike and morals and dogma, and I will be reading that introduction from the annotated version of 
uh, Morals and Dogma, written by Arturo de Hoyas. Uh, thanks again. Have a good have a good week. We'll see you.